Hello, everybody, and once again, Janet Lee. Whoa, do you ever know how to sway my heart? When you play those songs, they're, they're just so real to me. They, they go back into my history. Thank you again, Janet Lee, and hello, everybody out there. This is the time to get into some interesting studies. And, uh, we are, uh, we are into, uh, I think number 12, Chronicles book before Genesis. And we're going to talk about some interesting things today. And I, I know that uh, you will uh, be interesting to hear all the things that we have to say. So um, God bless you as you listen. May God bless your ears. May God bless your mind. May God bless all that uh, you have to say and to do. And uh, may God just uh, cause... Uh, these things to go into you and to live in you. Blessed be the name of God. So uh, here's, uh, here's what we want to do. We want to uh, start off with a couple subjects that are very important. And uh, we want to find out uh, what it is that we are to do. Blessed be the name of God. Okay, so we're we're doing a little adjustment here on the on the uh, instrument. Uh, are we on? We're on. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get started on uh, this deep word here if it turns out that uh, we're not conveying. So okay. Okay. All right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here's here's what we want to uh, to share with you and and have you be able to to see and to understand, and that is that in the scriptures, though that is where I uh, receive from the Holy Spirit the revelations that I share with you. Now I know there are a lot of people out there that are giving all kinds of other revelations. And emphatically, they're making the points of those revelations, but they're basing them on subjects and books that are, you know, not necessarily correlated with with the, the Bible, with the Word of God. And so uh, that is uh, to be very, very important. And uh, I just, I just feel that um, it is, it is so definite and and urgent that if we are going to believe these things, that we believe them uh, by the Spirit of the, of the Word of God. Because the Bible says in John, the first chapter, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, we know that there are bits and pieces of God's Word in, in almost everything. Uh, but I, I, and I, I just something about the Bible. I just love that book. And I believe in that book. And I, I, I believe that when it's properly interpreted, it is the most sensational book that was ever been, has ever been written. So um, I want to take off today on, uh, uh, shortly after we get opened up here in a couple subjects, I want to take off uh, into uh, the subject that the Bible mentions in the book of Revelation. It's called the depth of Satan. The depth of Satan. And, uh, but first, let me talk about, um, let me talk about sun flares. 
And uh, I, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are concerned uh, and are wor- and are worried and fearful because there has been so much uh, nay, so many naysayers uh, that uh, have pretty much robbed a lot of peace from a lot of people uh, by terrifying them with all the threats of every kind of possible, uh, you know cataclysmic disaster, devastation that could could, could happen. Now, <clears throat> here's what we want to do today. We want you to understand a couple things. Number one, we want you to understand that th- this teaching that we are doing about Lucifer and Satan and Lucifer, do not make the error. Do not make the mistake that we are trying to... Uh, make something better out of Lucifer or or give him any credit for anything, uh, we are merely passing on what the Bible says and and amplifying it uh, by by the by the Holy Spirit so that you will not be taken in de- in deception and so that you will be able to understand uh, all of the capabilities that Satan has to appear in the many different fashions that he can appear. Uh, but we are not in any way trying to, uh, uh, you know, provoke or to uh, turn on any kind of mercy toward Lucifer Satan. Do not make that error. Okay, the next thing is, is that when we talk about, uh, you know, the, the not turning yourself over to the fear and the torment of the, of the naysayers that, that, can only seem to talk negative and really have nothing of peace to bring. Um, <clears throat> we are not saying that there are not going to be any wars. Uh, we have given a prophecy about world war, but but that doesn't mean in the meanwhile there's not going to be all kinds of other wars. Uh, we are not saying there are not going to be disturbances on earth. <clears throat> in fact, <clears throat> we have said pretty much just a, just a, a, a word of a very good clarification to explain to people that living on this earth, if the earth is alive, then it is going to have, uh, you know, a, the occasional uh, disturbances that are magnetic disturbances that can come from from uh, the sun flares and the various activities that can happen in, this, in these kind of cycles of, of, the, of the sun. Uh, we can have floods, we can have tsunamis, we can have, uh, you know, uh, volcanoes, cyclones, uh, earthquakes, uh, on and on and on, because those, ladies and gentlemen, are the natural things that happen in the earth. They are natural. And if those things were not happening, we would be living on a dead planet. It would be a dead planet, and that would not be great. So uh, what we want to help people to understand is that it can be like David. David talks about that in the midst of his enemies, that he sets up a feast. Well, most people, when they think of enemies, they just think of, of, of alien armies. By alien, I mean that's armies from, you know, a different camp, a different nation. And uh, they think along, you know, those kind of terms. But the enemy can also be even natural things. 
uh, which we call impetitions. Uh, it can be uh, like this thing with the, uh, you know, well, like tornadoes, or it, it can it can be cyclones. Uh, it could be even this subject that we're talking about uh, with the mag- magnetic disturbances of uh, these kind of sun flares uh, that can happen. So I want to talk a little bit about the sun flare. And um, I want to help you out on that if I can. Um, recently, uh, one of the uh, top scientists, in fact, uh, he's one of my favorite scientists, and uh, he may basically said that uh, they had done some mathematics. And with these mathematics, they had discovered that they uh, had made an error in the past. And what their error in the past was, was that... Um, they were expecting, uh, based on environmental, environmental science and, and, uh, a, a math that is called, uh, power law, that, uh, the maximum of Earths that would, uh, be available in the solar flare activity zone would, uh, be of a lower level than it had been in some past cycles. They discovered that they made a mistake in that math and that, that now they are saying that, uh, was an error and, and it is possible that there is going to be some, uh, solar activity. Uh, they're not guaranteeing that that's going to happen and they're not hoping for it to happen, but they're saying that it could, it could happen. Now, um, uh, I took the time to uh, do some uh, mathematics myself uh, just to check and see what, uh, you know, they were talking about. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the, the highest flare that you can usually have is uh, is 10 with a superscript of 33 hertz, which, believe me, is, is gigantic. Uh, and um, uh, it is, um, you know... Um, Approached on a logomatic, um, log- logarithmic scale, and um, it, it's 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 a uh, you know a little bit complicated, but uh, basically uh, is done on script paper, and um, and where you basically take uh, over uh, several years uh, what the record of these different flares has been, and uh, and then you draw them out uh you know on the um uh on that that uh, graph paper and uh and then you use that uh to compare uh you know the several years and it uh, say the last 3 or 5 years and then that helps to give you a, a an analytical result um uh, and uh, it it helps to uh, tell you what um, the time lags, the time lags that could be expected, uh, you know, from one uh, solar flare year to another based on the um, phenomenological estimate of the expected dissipation rate uh, in flares, uh, you know, uh, of 11-month model. So uh, when you find these analytical results... They are considered to be, uh, you know, the, uh, the average. Now, it's easy 
to make a mistake or it's easy to not get the right answer, even if your math is correct, because there are so many unknowns uh, as regards the uh, solar flare parameter. And, um, you know, in, in, uh, as to predicting these uh, free magnetic uh, energy activities in the sun's uh, corona, uh, in regards to the flaring rate, uh, you know, that, uh, histogramically speaking, is something that can, that can have, uh, gigantic peaks, or it can have delays, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> when I, when I did my, uh, correlation, uh, to check out, you know, to see if I could come up with anything on the, the function, uh, you know, as to whether it be anything showing as a very large flare, uh, uh, and just exactly, uh, somewhere within a, um, uh, a problematical, or, or not problematical, but a possible, possible, probable, probable scenario. And, um, and, you know, I, I usually add with the power energy approach, uh, a, some of the statistical uh, approaches that actuaries use in uh, problematical math. And when I was, when I was done, I found a, uh, you know, a 3.8 uh, year, uh, partial type of, of reduction, uh, that, that, uh, you know, I was showing over, over a three year p- uh, period. Uh, and, and we're talking about, you know, using a base of 10. And, uh, and then we, we use, I don't want to get too technical here, but, but the, 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 the Y, uh, you know, equal the AX plus B and, and, uh, you know, which means uh, the log and, uh, uh, Y. And, and so when you put all this together, you come up with an analogy. And, um, and, you know, the analogy I came up with is that, uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be there's going to be uh, f- uh, flares, solar flares on the sun, uh, but you know the Earth isn't going to be wiped out, uh, the Earth isn't going to be destroyed by it, it uh, it is not going to dis- to to uh, so disrupt the world that it ends the world, um, and if there and if there is a, a uh, uh, an outstanding flare that that somehow just because of the the radical means of of incidents that happen on the sun that ca- cannot even possibly be analyzed in, in uh, a method such as power energy um, uh, that does that you know that is something that can still be prepared for and I want to talk to you about that okay and uh, my, my uh, I I don't really go by what my math tells me. Uh, but I use it, and I don't really go by what other people say, but I listen. And um, uh, what I go by is what I feel in my deep innermost being. And I have found over the years of my life that that has been a very uh, uh, capable and, and uh, determining uh, ability uh, and, and quite accurate. I do feel that that people should be prepared uh, for uh, surviving a situation. Uh, should there be some uh, some flares that knock out, uh, say, the satellites, 
and um, uh, knock out the, uh, some uh, a good portion of the electrical grid system. I think that people need to be prepared for that. Just like I tell people, you know, in the series that I'm writing, which uh, uh, shamefully I, I I'm behind on that uh, because of so many other uh, propositions of uh, religious intent of of the word of God. I'm trying to get done, but. Um, uh, I think, you know, I want to tell people, I want to say to them, look, if you go into a, a, a grocery store or you go into a restaurant and this, this, the flares have caused uh, the systems to go out, uh, then, you know, computers will go down, Internet will go down, uh, things like... like um, you being able to use your your uh, your uh, credit cards and, and get approval on them will not be working, and so you'll have to have cash. So people need to be able to uh, you know to to have some cash stashed away. Now um, it's very serious about putting cash in your house. If your house burns down, uh, you lose all your cash that you put in there. Uh, so that's something that you will have to figure out and not ever tell or share it with anybody, but you should have, uh, uh in a safe space, a place where it won't get wet or mo- um, uh, mildew and, and where you would be able to get to, to, uh, some cash. You should also have, uh, definitely have, uh, uh certain amounts of food and water put away. And and believe me, there 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 they say there's at least 90 million people in the United States that are putting away food and water and making provisions for all kinds of things. Uh, if if you if the stores are shut down because uh, they just can't uh, operate due to not having the computer systems, um, I'm sure that you know that that uh, uh, the um, uh, National Guard would be available for bringing some uh, foods and waters, but you can't depend on them getting out right away. You know, they, they might be several weeks before they start getting distribution going. You could be awfully hungry by then. And so there, there's a lot of people that, you know, they don't even have fishing pole. If you had to go out to a river and try to catch some fish, or or if you're a hunter, you know, having, uh, you know, uh, what you need to you know, uh, bring down a deer or something of that nature. And uh, and I'm not trying to give recommendations on anything that you can, you know, eat or kill. I'm just telling you that if that is the system you're in, then you have to think about that. And, uh, and I think that, you know, th- these are still good opportunities and times that people can can, uh, you know, uh, jars, uh, mason jars of, uh, of food and have that available. And with all of the invasion, home invasions that are going on, uh, a person needs to be able to uh, have that in your home where it's in a proper uh, uh, environment, uh, you know, not too hot, not not too cold, that uh, that it will keep in its uh, canned condition, but so that it's not just obvious where any uh, a, a robber can come in and uh, take advantage of everything that you have worked and saved and put away and just take it from you under the threat of killing you. Uh, those things are real. I mean, this is the real world that we live in, and, and it's a world that you need to be prepared for. 
and and you need to uh, keep that to yourself. I always tell people, you know, have enough food for yourself and for your close family members and, and even maybe a stranger here and there. I think that's considerate and, and it's loving your neighbors, you love yourself. Uh, there's much available on the Internet. There's much available, and I'm going to have more of it available uh, uh, in our programs of survival. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I'm telling you this, this that, uh, that uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not living in any fear or trembling uh, uh, in regards to the sun, solar flares, and all of that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be a several-month delay, according to my uh, uh, math, uh, before there will be any substantial um, kinds of, of, ma- of uh, uh, solar flare activity, but we do know that you know we've we've got some we've got some big holes in the ozone layer, and and uh, you know and, and that those things are all factors. I think that just recently uh, Canada, although they haven't really publicly announced it, has discovered another uh, another uh, hole. In the ozone layer, and uh, so you know there there are things to consider. There are things to uh, be wise about, and it's it's the will of God that that God's people do that. I mean, there's Bible Bible uh, uh, you know um, examples of that. So we know that God cared enough to reveal to Joseph how to put away food for seven years. Seven years. So you know. Um, if a person thinks, well, ah, gee, I, I'll put away enough food for, for three or four days or a week. Um, if you get one of these solar flares that knocks out the satellites, um, you are, you're going to find yourself, uh, very disabled if you haven't put some, um, survival goods away because, uh, it could go on for quite a long time before they would be able to restore that. And, um, and, uh, they will, you know, they will ad hoc whatever they can to get temporary things up. But, uh, that's, um, that's no, uh, fast pace, uh, to, uh, the answer. Okay. Enough on that subject. And let's see, let's get some of these other little subjects out of the way so I don't, I don't end up missing them. Uh, if, um, uh, some of the things that I said I would talk about is, uh, you know, um, I'm going to talk about the beast and the devil. I'm going to get onto that. And I'm going to talk about this bed too short, you know, uh, Satan's bed too short. And if you turn to, um, to Isaiah, uh, 28, 20. Isaiah 28, 20. And it's just sort of cute, and I wanted to, 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 to cover that. Um, and here's what it says. For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, and the covering narrower than he can wrap himself in it. And when I think of that scripture, and I, I preached on that one time a long time ago, I think about people that rely on their um, their own natural uh, carnal side, people that trust that uh, in in things that seem to be religious, uh, you know, uh, like uh, oh hey, don't worry about it, 
God's not going to let anything happen to us uh, because there's going to be a rapture and he's going to take us out so we don't have to worry about any of these things. Uh, that would be very uh, pathetic if you are depending and trusting on something like that. You would be headed for a whole lot of trouble. And uh, I tell you right now, uh, get off of that ship because because uh, it will sink. So so um, uh, this thing here is pretty interesting in this scripture. It says, "For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on, and the covering narrower than he can wrap himself in it." That probably applies to lots of people when it comes to survival. Uh, the the bed is the provisions they've made is too short. Uh, the capability to cover themselves and protect themselves and have what they really need to completely cover the situation. The covers are just too narrow. And I think that that can apply to uh, even how much time a person puts into prayer, how much time a person puts into meditation, how much time a person puts into praising and thanking God for all the things that God does on a constant uh, continuum for you, for you and your family and your loved ones. I think that many times people are, uh, you know, uh, they are living in a mental state, in a, in a spiritual state, and even a physiological state, uh, in which, as it says in Isaiah 28, uh, you know, here, uh, 20, for the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on. And that is a miserable, miserable, compounded situation. Uh, too short of a bed and covers too narrow to cover yourself. And, and that, that is a robber of sleep. It's a robber, a robber of comfortability and peace. And um, it's a robber of uh, potentially your health. And then one thing leads to another. It's like some of the old stories that, you know, one nail comes out of a, of a horseshoe and, and then that horse eventually uh, stumbles and falls and, and the, uh, the general that was riding that horse goes down and is killed and then... Uh, that army loses the battle because they lost their general. And the general uh, uh, loses his life because he, his horse lost a, a shoe because it, it first lost a nail. So it's just the importance of understanding to get your house in order and prepare to meet your God, not to die, but to live. To live. And, and so... Uh, I wanted to I wanted to throw that in. That was one of the things we said we'd talk about. And the sundial uh, thing, we have done that. And the survival threat, we've done that. And um, then um, uh, I want to talk about uh, all these teachings that are going on about uh, the string theory and uh, the 11 universes that they say must exist. And also the idea of the parallel universes uh, parallel universes what do I believe about that well <clears throat> in the teaching of the manifest it talks about there are three dimensions and that each dimension has a counter dimension so one is matter that's the one that we are used to we live on the matter matter planets and matter world 
in the matter universe, but then the opposite of the of the dimension we live in is sort of like uh, you know sort of like antimatter, and 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 like uh, like uh, uh, electrons and positrons and and the difference of of the charge. What one what one has a positive charge, one has a negative charge, and uh, of course the neutrons have no charge. So, uh, so I think that when we are talking about, you know, parallel universes, uh, I, I, I certainly can say that there is no basis in the Bible for uh, a parallel universe that would be a, a dualistic duplication of this universe. So that there's a, this universe plus there's another universe. Now, if you want to just divide up the universe, <coughs> because of the enormity and the vastness of its size and make it into two universes, that's up to you. But, you know, I'm, I'm calling it just one universe, uh, this gigantic, colossal, ever-expanding universe that, that, uh, that we live in uh, is just one universe. But in a sense, it could be said that uh, there is a parallel universe in the sense that... Um, uh, uh, that this universe that we live in uh, has reflective states and that these reflective states, you know, uh, of the major and actual uh, part of the universe uh, can court the ideas of an imaginary universe and even a virtual universe. So that um, there are a lot of things along that line uh, that can be had, and they can have interesting uh, symbolisms and interesting correlations to all kinds of, uh, you know, of spiritual uh, understandings and insights, because that it would not, you know, in my line, be out of out of reasonability, out of uh, probability, uh, out of fact, uh, that there are those kind of of, of parallel universes that represent these reflective states of the physical universe. And you see that same thing when you talk about a human being and a human being's ghost. And, and, uh, and when you get into the thing about Jesus gave up his ghost, it is a whole lot different, really, even though the Hebrew word is the same for ghost and spirit. Uh, there is still a, a different use of the two words because there is a difference of the meaning. Just like, although a lot of a lot of, of scholars will not claim this or understand this, but that's more based along the reason of them not understanding the Bible. But there is a difference between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. In that scenario, the Holy Spirit uh, is is just uh, a an unlimited quantity, uh, whereas the Holy Ghost is a specific. A quantity, and by the specification of that specific quantity, uh, it becomes a personification. So, it, a personification is like when uh, the Holy Ghost descended uh, in uh, the Book of Acts, and there were t- tongues of fire. Those tongues of fire—that's a personification. Uh, if, like, when the dove, a holy, the Holy Spirit as a dove descended on Jesus, that is a personification of the Holy Spirit as a dove, and so that is a result of the Holy Ghost. Now. Um, uh, the other thing is 
uh, you can't 100% depend on the translations to say the right word, uh, Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, because they just didn't have an understanding of that when the book, the Holy, when the Holy Bible was translated. But even when the Bible says that Jesus gave up the ghost, that's very, very important to understand that that was, that, that was a, there was a, there was a, a, a duality, just like in the universe of the, of the duality. Like the, the body, you know, it, it was still there. Uh, it had not suffered corruption. Uh, no, uh, deterioration or rot had set in. And, um, and yet the ghost then was representing, uh, the, what the body looked like. Uh, and that is a personification. So when Jesus gave up the ghost, uh, you know, that is very likely then saying that when he went down into, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, upper Hades, paradise, and he preached to the spirits that were sometimes uh, disobedient, he took on with him that form of his Jesus Christ, uh, appearance on, on earth. And, and, and with it, the story from cradle, you know, to the cross of, of that person, Jesus the Christ. And that ghost uh, application was very, very important to understand that when he says Jesus gave up the ghost, that it meant more than just uh, dying or death. Uh, uh, there was, there was an action there of something that was, uh, of a reflection of that body. And that was going to be going into the neither world of this earth, but a, but another kind of world of, of spirits. So those things are very important. And that is what I would say about if we want to say there is a parallel universe. As far as trying to put these parallel universes into all the other kind of scenarios that they do, uh, it is just a little bit, a little bit funny to me. And, uh, I, I certainly don't buy into it. Then with the 11, 11, uh, dimensions, uh, they've got themselves into 11, uh, you know, uh, dimensions, which, um, uh, the, the, the dimensions, most of them are other than the three dimensions are not practical. Uh, you got three dimensions, you got a time dimension, but these, these other, uh, dimensions, uh, are not practical. The seven other dimensions because they're very little small, uh, worlds and, and, uh, and, you know, and it's quite interesting and quite, uh, collective of, 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 of thought energy that they have put together. And the math is, you know, quite a, uh, beautiful kind of math. And, and, and it really, it goes back to, uh, Pythagoras. Uh, it goes back to, um, to some of these great writers on the music of the spheres and, and, uh, when they got into the waves and the vibrations and the har- uh, harmonics, uh, because there's a lot of that in the string theory and basically it, it's showing this world out there, uh, of, of, uh, the, uh, quonset, uh, the, the, the quantum world, uh, that, uh, that is involved, you know, of, of all these kinds of, um, of actions, 
but those are those are not real true dimensions in the sense that they would be available for any human except to have the knowledge of 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 the sense of it as it would apply in in the the quantum reality um, uh, you know there's a lot of teachings going on now on this quantum jumping and you'll see advertisements have you learned about quantum jumping and have you uh, taken the course on it and you need to turn to my program and turn to uh, read my book about quantum jumping and most all these people that have written that uh, they basically show the concept of quantum jumping as being this thing like in compared to the atoms where they they jump from one uh, gravitational level to another one uh, circuit to another one realm to another uh, but usually they show this on a a maximum scale, a gigantic scale, as a really great and super uh, uh, jump. And then, you know, these uh, people that are doing these teachings on it are trying to show people that, you know, when you make this jump, uh, how great it is because it advances your life in this big major change. But the fact of it is, in true quantum physics, the uh, quantum... A jump uh, of of these uh, uh, you know of these electrons uh, is actually incredibly small, and that is what a true uh, quantum jump is really about. Is more about the small than it is about the large, and there's a lot of beautiful things in in understanding that, you know. And I've had some awesome revelations about the the infinitesimal small things uh, that that God uses and and the beauty of it and the meaning of it and uh, and so uh, but it is it's sad that even the knowledge of understanding the quantum jumping is an error by these people that are trying to use a scientific thing uh, to teach a spiritual thing which you know couldn't can have value and I'm not knocking anyone for doing that. I think there's there's value in that. But it's sad when they they don't have the facts together. So they're 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 changing it from from its true uh, example because the Bible says the things that we see uh, and that are around us they are patterns of heavenly things. But if you're not providing the right definition of the things that are supposed to be patterns for the heavenly things and you are de- you are uh, describing that pattern incorrectly then it has to be leading to an incorrect uh, resolution of definition and so um that is not great and i'm just uh, <clears throat> updating you on that because uh you know those those are important things to to understand you know now uh we we talked about other universes and why well uh it's in the book of uh that we are teaching out of uh the seventh thunder speak before genesis these examples that are given in that book of these other universes uh and also things about the energy dots they, when we have, when we have taken in the conveyance of those revelations, they help us to understand the universe that we live in and to see all the different uh, facets and fractal 
potentialities uh, that could actually happen here over a course of a great time. Because when you look at the, at our universe, you can't look at it in a scenario of one piece of history. Uh, you have to look at it in a scenario of that which was, that which is, and that which is to be in order to get the, the, the revelation of the long time. And when you get into that revelation of the long time, then you begin to see, uh, the universe for the real color and the real status that it is because it is not only that which was, uh, which might be a very minute section of the happenings of what it will have in continuum when it is collectively uh, being referred to in all of the many uh, happenings that have occurred in the what was, what is, and what is to come. And and so those things uh, are, uh, you know, extreme, extremely important to understand, and that is why in this book of the of the of the seven uh, thunders that that is so important the other reason why why we have the seven uh seven uh universes and why they're important is because that they are uh, described uh, symbolically in the book of revelations <coughs> excuse me and um in that description uh of the book of revelations they are uh they are shown in many, many different interesting uh, aspects. They're shown as stars. Uh, they're shown as churches. They're shown as spirits of God. And, and when you have the breakdown as the manifest teachings have done, and anyone that is new, you just need to go back to some of the teachings and, you know, get in on the, the, the whole, uh, uh, you know, uh, understanding by all the different lessons that have been given. Have been given, so um, uh, so so that that is that is why uh, the uh, the knowledge of of these uh, universes are just you know they are just absolutely important, and why God wants us to know them. Okay, now <clears throat> we talked. We said we we're going to talk about the beast and Satan, so uh, that's my next uh, my next uh, point of getting into here. <clears throat> All right. Now, um, let's just go over some things so that we are careful to, you know, cover everything. But I want to start off uh, in in the um, manifest book. If you turn to page um, uh, thirty-six, and um, this um, briefly tells us something. If we go down to the one to uh, the third um, complete paragraph, there's a little carryover from the page before. We won't count that. And then down two uh, paragraphs to where it starts off with information. So when you read there, it says on page 36 of the Seven Thunders Speak Manifest Chronicles Before Genesis, information similar to energy dots is hiddenly described in the Hebrew words of the Bible, which contain fragments of Ak-Ah, that's A-C-H, and then there is a, a Y that is put in a um, superscript, and then A-H. So if you were just reading it 
with without taking note of the Y that's in the superscript, you would read it ak ah. But if you if you put the Y into part of the of the rest of the, of the letters, it would be ak yah. Okay, so um, and because what the word means is kindred of yah. Okay, and lost languages of the kindred of yah. For instance. The Hebrew word kabar, or kibar, um, a name for a river can hold additional following meanings. It can mean to plat together, accumulation of things and experiences. It can also mean about a former long ago, a great extent of time, uh, plat as equaling a wrinkle in time, a folded twist, involuted, and a recess as an inner um, place or part. These ancient words being fragments of Akka, lost language of the kindred of, kindred of Yah, hold many mysteries. Thus the word Kabar, being used as a name for a river, nevertheless holds a connection to the time because Kibar, as a name, can imply in, in it the mystery of the river of time. So, um, that is very important to start this off with and to keep in mind that um, revelation-wise, there is throughout the Bible various uh, aspects of the use of this Akah language in which sometimes a word is mentioned and that word uh, does not name the first level definition of the word. Now, you know when you go to a dictionary and you look up a word, it may have two or three meanings, or four or five or six or more meanings. And, and of course, uh, sometimes each meaning, that, uh, like meaning eight, is not as often used as meaning one. But it does not mean that it cannot apply. You just have to be able to know if it applies based on the context of, of the scripture you are reading. But these, this thing of the Akah, understanding it, where there would be a word that... Um, it's describing um, uh, maybe a, a star, and, and but instead they have they have used the the natural name of that star as representing a person, and and that is because that is a literal possibility, just like for instance, um, in the United States after uh, 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 President uh, uh, Kennedy died was assassinated, they named an airport after him you know, called the Jack Kennedy Airport. Well, uh, if a person would look at, the, at that and say, well, you know, that's, that's the, that Jack Kennedy Airport, that's the name of an airport. That's not the name of a man. That's the name of an airport. And um, so, you know, uh, uh, people shouldn't get that mixed up with that meaning a man. But you people that know the history, you know very well that actually first came the man, and then, uh, in reference to that man, came came the name uh, put on the airport, Jack Kennedy Airport. The same thing is true with these four rivers that come out of the uh, out of the Garden of Eden. You know, the Gihon, the Hedekel, the Pison, the Euphrates. Um, they have names 
that when they were transliterated into some of the later languages, uh, they were, they became like the Tigris River and different, different names that people were more for, familiar with. It's very interesting there that the three older, uh, uh, rivers that were the, you know, the, the earliest and then the second earliest and then the third earliest, uh, and then the latest one was, uh, was, was the Euphrates, that the Euphrates name was contained, but the others were changed to the modern names or the more modern names that are the actual literal names of, of some of the rivers that exist uh, today. Um, but, uh, just because, uh, Hidekel or, or, or Pison is the name of a river doesn't mean that it couldn't be the name of a man. Just like the name, um, of, of the, um, of, of, of the airport, uh, Jack Kennedy Airport is the name of an actual airport, but at the same time it's also the name of a man. So these r- rivers can and do have meanings and is and and we're going to we're going to uh talk on the gaihan because the gaihan uh n- name represents the serpent people and uh, and even the name gaihan means stomach and uh so it's interesting when god said you know on thy stomach thou shalt go the rest of the days of thy life to the serpent that was that was, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss something very interesting along that line. Uh, that will be, you know, very, very up with people when you, when when you hear this. Okay, now um, that covers the the ACA. Now I'm going to start this teaching with a very very interesting selection from out of this book. Turn with me to page two seventy one, two seventy one. And we're going to go to the fourth thunder. The fourth thunder is about the fourth universe. And it's about uh, the, the, the name of the universe called Astrodon. Interesting enough, that name in the Holy Manifest is the name also of a great star that existed in this solar system. And, and the fragmentation of that star, which is the whole story in the Holy Manifest, uh, was the, uh, the particles that formed the earth and the moon and the planets and, and several other kinds of asterism, uh, uh, you know, um, components, uh, and parts that, that became, uh, uh, a, a substantial part of of the solar system and and of the uh, and of the universe, uh, it is also you know uh, it was also um, the 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 main fragment left of that is the sun, so the sun came from this astrodon, this gigantic star that basically exploded, but it it tells the whole story. We're not going into that today, but we are into astrodon, the fourth universe. Now the it says here. Uh, on page 251, that um, the fourth universe, Astrodon, universe of the sun, was a universe of wisdom. From the from this universe, there transcended ancient wise ones, who became Yadavim, angels, and supreme lords of knowledge. These lords made great laws and developed great codes. So this is really a a beautiful, beautiful. 
book, and um, we're going to um, we're going to uh, you know take it uh, take it forward. Uh, the people that were the uh, persons of wisdom that lived on this planet were called yatas. Called yatas. Y a d a. That, by the way, is a Bible word. And uh, if you go to the word knowledge, uh, you can find it in your concordance. And that yada represents, can represent like a person of knowledge. Then we're going to go uh, to the first page I gave you, 271. We're going to skip over uh, and we're going to read this very interesting part called the, um, uh, the Chalice of Wayne. And this is on page 271. Now, um, what we have here is an explanation of, on this planet, they would make, um, uh, uh, you know, great engineered, uh, concepts and, and in, inventions. But before they would put any of those inventions into actuality or realization, they would check with um, with with the Yadafim um, leaders, uh, and they would be given a complete explanation about this particular device. It could be, you know, some kind of advanced uh, computer addendum. Uh, they would have to give a complete analytical uh, breakdown so that um, the the Yadafim uh, could understand and make a decision as to whether that was a safe invention uh, to put into into uh, actuation. And then if they decided that it was either not complete or either uh, had possibilities of going wrong or something that would be uh, potentially very dangerous, uh, then it would go into this gigantic building where these kind of inventions and concepts were preserved called the Chalice, C-H-A-L-I-C-E, of Wayne, W-A-N-E. So here we go on the third paragraph on page 271. The ribbons of vamping. When we yadas were writing destinies through experiences of creating, there came to be a refuge place for unauthorized works that did not place for future commissioning. This place was called the chalice of Wayne. Only those who had the precise keying of formula could enter into that transmission system. However, it came to be that Priority, a code expert, solved, unknown to anyone else, the formula key. So it was at the time of a great uh, eclipse, Priority stole entrance into the transmission system of the chalice of Wayne. Priority was a, uh, was a Gani, as were all the high-life inhabitants of the, the Pentagems before they became Yadafims. So sometimes, as it's explaining here, people were these different um, uh, given names that represented different levels of status, like a Gani and like a Pentagem. And, um, and then uh, that would be their names before they had become uh, Yadafims. Perhaps some people would never uh, achieve becoming a Yadafim. When the Ganis came, 
uh, into need for, for somnolence. They did not do so in a pose of supineness, but used a prone position. During these sessions of meditation, Ganymine entered a state of self-dialogue in which Un's mind replayed and sometimes refashioned Un's thoughts and actions. Um, and then it goes on in a meditative form. In the Gany world, this was called sub-audition. It was after a very deep sub-audition that the idea came to Piorti for consigning rejects of the chalice of Wayne. Now, you know, there are always people that don't like to follow the collective, the group of, of, of counselors that entail the collective wisdom of the people. But they get an idea and they want to act on their idea uh, and they act on it alone. And sometimes that is a terrible tragedy, as we will see in this particular case. At that time, Piorti discovered the discarded construction plans for the making of the Rennies. The Rennie concept was about producing multi-scanning, flexu body form and robots careful, capable of assimilation, adaptation, and reaction. The design of the Rennies was of such potential that the Commission rejected the project because they feared it being too complicated for guaranteed control. Nevertheless, Piorti's desires became fastened to developing the Rennies. Quickly grabbing up every related data file, Piorti stole the plans and whisked them away to Un's private hold. Working secretly, Piorti began to develop the Rennies. After com- completing the first Rennie, Piorti, Piorti named it Ripples and began a series of programming experiences which tailored ripples to graduated levels of perception. Several yoms later, yom is a Hebrew word that can mean years, months, generations, you know, Piorti walked into the assembly lamb and frightfully noticed that ripples was missing from the stupor chamber. Unknown to Piorti, ripples had programmed himself with, with the huge information library at the hold. Then a voice quite granny but unfamiliar spoke. Reject yourself. You are a reject. It was Ripples. Ripples, what are you doing here? And why are you speaking in a Ganny voice? exclaimed Piorte. What rare trait brings you here, Piorte? taunted Ripples. What rare trait? This is my concave. I am master here, roared Piorti. You are not my master. You are not fit. I am fit, but you are not fit. You are a reject, challenged Ripples. Gripped in a pause of memory, Piorti remembered a Yada's words of advice. When one puts a claim on things another has formed and another has created, to wrest away another person's right of decision and authorship, that claim can become a curse. With a solemn jet of the jaw, Piorti authoritatively demanded, Go back to the stupor chamber now! Ripples immediately began an ascetic fluctuation, 
an eccentric fluctuation, creating an appearance of changing form to a corrugated body folds of folds. Realizing that this was a move by ripples to focus at maximum capacity, Peordi quickly concentrated on mental uh, in previous uh, in previousicity, but it was too late in perversicity. Ripples enjoying Peordi's mind in a flash, taking memory data, reconstructing it, and assimilating it. The process put Peordi in a stupor. Instantly, ripples began to disperse Peordi's molecules and atoms to vapor form. With Peordi out of the way, ripples began to thrust himself with full vigor into the making of other rennies. In Peordi's library was a transit disk on the gogs. G-O-G-S. Now, gogs were entities of what was called living constructions in the inner alpha orders, called the Alphans, of whom many became evil. So, there's many scriptures on this. We'll, we'll look at possibly reading some of those scriptures on the gogs. Okay. Um, okay. Third, third, um, um, third one here. Uh, let's see. Better go back to this. To, yeah. It was uh, this disc of the gods that Ripple used to reprogram program himself as a foundation medium upon which to build all of their input. It was in that same style that Ripples began programming all other Rennies. Now, um, recently, I came across where uh, some minister, uh, a well-known minister, by the way, had made the point that uh, because there was no Satan in... um, in any other worlds where angels were created and and uh, and other times that uh, there was no way for these people to become like the humans did because the, the humans had the opportunity of temptation and by overcoming the temptation then that allowed the humans to become you know great uh the fact of the matter is is that of course was uh ignorance on that person's part to write that because uh, going way way back before ever there was any universe there was the the alpha orders and uh, in uh, the inner alpha orders of the alphans there was this incredible person uh, who was you know noted by god god himself uh, for for his uh, uh, you know his stature and uh, and that was Gog, and um, and then Gog asked God if he could set himself aside from God, and you know create his own worlds. Um, God warned him that that was not a good idea, but Gog wanted to do it, and he said, you know, I deserve to be trusted. God allowed him to do it, although he he knew it was dangerous for Gog. And uh, and that's what Gog did, and it turned out in the long run of uh, changing Gog's personality, and uh, he 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 actually 
got over to the the evil side of things. And so, from gen- even though there is a an order, a divine order, a divine decree, not to uh, ever bring forth the Gog revelation of how to make Gog a uh, a part of your essence and all of those secret things that was available in this uh, in this you know uh, uh, secret uh, place here that was called the Chalice of Wayne. Um, this was one of the things that this Rennie went to, and uh, and immediately he uh, programmed himself with all that that information that was not legal spiritual information uh, uh, and should never have been allowed to get out. But from universe to universe, it seems like somehow the Gog thing gets back into the picture, and um, uh, we we see how that even in the end of time, in the Book of Revelations that it is the gogs with huge numbers from all the four corners of the earth that come against the holy city. And uh, so it's not just, you know, some people say, yeah, but you can go back in in genetics, in, in the genealogy of the Bible, and you can see about the gogs and the magogs, yeah? That's just like, you know, uh, I was saying with the Kennedy Airport. Uh, you know, you can go back and you can find a river or you can find a, something that, like in the case of modern time, an airport, and you can say, yeah, that's that's all that that is. But it isn't all that that is. Uh, a person who who is named after Gog doesn't mean that he is Gog, and and uh, uh, it doesn't mean that he has the revelation. Uh, so these these names are picked up like just talking about human beings they pick up all these different kind names they'll call their daughters a name that that means uh eloquent or beautiful or fascination or you know and and but that doesn't mean that uh, they are what the name is uh, they are what the name says they are and uh doesn't mean that that's the creation of that word so anyway going on here then with, with this uh it 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 goes on uh, he has discovered all of this uh, you know this this powerful information <clears throat> let's go the third uh, roughly the third uh, down one page uh, paragraph down one page 273 um, sadly for the ganys Peordi's library contained profiles on every gany the only uh, the only yacht is exempted from exposure were those yachts who have attained to the highly spiritual lattice change levels. Such yachts held their profiles as new lattices in the beliefs of each one's own inner arcanum. Now, um, the thing was, is when this Ripples programmed himself, he was also able to program all of the important information about every other Gany. Uh, these people who had not yet become yachts, the only people he could not did not have a chance to get their information because it wasn't available were, were these people who had become yachts. So this suddenly makes this this robot extremely dangerous. This robot named Ripples, and one by one the Rennies begin to uh, imitate and and lure to destruction the other Gannies whose profiles were contained in the library. Then the Rennies spread throughout the planet of Seiso and began 
building dominions of imperial orders even into space. Several whole Rennie, uh, denomination, dominions were assigned for the sole purpose of breaking the code of the Yas. However, we Yas remained impervious. It came to be that we Yas held a cogent conference. One by one, the Yas entered the manifestorium, holding, uh, uh, thurible's censers of fire and incense. Then, sitting down amidst the uh, uh, thurifurious scent, we begin contemplation. After a good deal of time, Ayana began to speak. Let not dissonance reign, nor dim flames uh, a rule, but come, begetters of winds. Speak gently with imperium voice. Let rise a fling of brightness, crevices, crevicing to, to Numa. And uh, then they go into their ancient uh, type of, of worship and so forth. Um, and and we, could, we could carry this on uh, for quite a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice to read the whole story, but you can do that. You have the, the book. You can do it because I have so many other things that I need to cover. And, and I want to go into to, to some of these things that are so important. Now, um, uh, fairly recently... Uh, there was a gentleman that uh, that died. He passed on to the other world. Uh, he had written a, a good number of uh, small books, and I'm sure maybe there were some large ones too. But his name was Zachariah Stitchin, and um, uh, he had come across, um, you know, uh, some information uh, that uh, he felt uh, was telling uh, a story that had literally happened on earth and uh he had gotten into the clay tablets tablets and uh, these uh writings called cuneiforms uh that had uh picture graphic signs on them and um these go back to um uh you know there's these different groups the uh, arcadians uh, uh basically known as the sumerians and um uh it it uh, carried on with the uh the mesopotamians mesopotamian uh society of of sumer and it carried on with the babylonian uh flood stories and there were such cuneiforms found as like the one of uh of the epic of gilgamesh gilgamesh of course was uh the um, babylonian uh noah and uh, supposedly this was written before Noah, and supposedly this is where the Jews, when they were in captivity, had gotten this information from Babylon about uh, Gilgamesh, and then therefore transferred it into the story of Noah. Uh, and now that's what people are claiming. That does not mean that that is what the case is. And uh, this um, Stitchin. Uh, you know, he got, he got into, uh, reading some of these, um, uh, various, uh, you know, cuneiforms. And, uh, he found the story of, uh, uh, you know, of this, uh, uh, Anunnaki. And the Anunnaki supposedly were these people that came, uh, on that, that this planet that has this wide orbit, uh, out from the sun that ever so many great number of years it gets close enough for to the sun and to the area of the earth 
that the Anunnaki are able then to fly over in their machines and uh, to uh, come down on Earth. And uh, this is a, is a planet they call uh, Nibiru. Now, Nibiru, um, uh, there's been a lot on the Internet, still is, and a lot of people that have bought into this thing of stitching, they're expecting this planet to come, and, uh, and uh, they are reading this as though these were the, the people that, uh, that supposedly came and, um, and uh, made slaves out of uh, some of these ancient uh, uh, critters, uh, that they begin to uh, marry and intermarry with, or, or at least if we don't say marriage, we say uh, they mess with their genetics, with the genome, and begin to plant uh, different kinds of, of uh, you know, uh, sexual seed uh, to change the chromosomes uh, in these, into uh, these different people. And um, so there's a, there's a lot about this, and there's a lot of ideas that are had in which, uh, you know, uh, Stitchin, uh, talking about the 12th planet and, and, uh, uh, which, he, which is this Nairobi, um, uh, Nibiru, um, and there are a lot of people that have come to believe this. Now, personally myself, uh, I don't at all accept uh, these stories. I, I have a problem with uh, some of uh, Stitchin's translations. And secondly, and, and, and mostly, I have a problem uh, that that these cuneiforms that were written were just uh, mythology. Just like you have Greek mythology and Roman mythology. They were mythology. And they were not a literal case. But many times, mythology has elements of truth in them. Many times, um, uh, those elements of truth are um, uh, elements of truth that that uh, were taken from even older uh, kinds of uh, of uh, writs and and uh, but you know people get so confused because say well writing didn't start till a certain age don't be too sure about that because um, you know uh, <clears throat> there's been some incredible destructions that have happened on Earth wiping out civilizations now. The difference is, you know, is you, you people that are listening and other friends of yours, they need to understand, what do you want to choose? Do you want to go to the Roman mythologies, to the Greek mythologies, to these mythologies of, of, of the Sumerians uh, that uh, Stitchin uh, is uh, interpreting and, and, and let, you know, Stitchin's interpretation become your Bible? Or do you want to believe in the Bible and what the Bible is saying that has been put together by a lot of holy men? They weren't perfect, but they, they, were, they were anointed uh, for the purpose of bringing forth word. What do you want to do? If you're going to believe this story about, uh, you know, this story about these people, the, uh, you know, the Anunnaki, uh, <laughs> you are really into something more than what you have any idea. And yeah, and I know there's all the story about how that they come here and they're they're taking gold and various other minerals and putting these people to be enslaved and and uh, then they're supposed to come back and you know do some more of that. And uh, uh, but you know I don't I don't buy that story. I don't accept that story. There's such a beautiful story in the Bible 
the 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 Bible tells the real story, and and um, you know and this um, this whole uh, group of people here that uh, Zachary Stitchin has raised up from the dead is almost I'm not saying it's the same, but almost like raising up Gog and Magog, and all bringing them in and you know making them the the gods that that you know uh, were powerful and captured the earth and and uh from which uh uh adam came and 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 eve uh and it it it, it is it's a thievery uh it's a theft uh it is a violation of the holy word of god that tells a totally different story and the of course sadly the reason that people are getting into this is because there's been all of these you know, ancient uh, fossils of of bones of of uh, animals like like these huge dinosaurs, and then there's been bones of human beings, and and you know some of these, uh, according to archaeologists, and uh, uh, that they have forensically uh, supposedly proven that uh, these um, uh, you know uh, human type of critters. Go back, you know, like 150,000 years. Now, um, you know, I, I think it has been said that that anything that they found that could walk on upright could walk upright. That uh, anything that could walk upright, then they considered that somehow connected to the human race. Uh, but you know, uh, going back in time, it is totally possible. Uh, for there to have been uh, other kinds of critters from the animal kingdom uh, that uh, <clears throat> also learned how to walk upright, we know that sometimes some of the uh, the ape family and 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 uh, that they can walk upright for a little bit of a time, but you know their bones are not uh, properly shaped in the body for that. <clears throat> that does not mean there have not been critters uh, and and creatures that did have that capability there's some interesting things like for instance uh in the the book of genesis when we've got the garden of eden thing that has has been uh violated and we have um we have uh you know the the lord speaking uh to the serpent uh and uh chastising the serpent uh for what uh his part has been in uh, Eve becoming, uh, you know, uh, uh, a transgressor, transgr- uh, a transgressor. <clears throat> now, uh, I want you to listen to this, and don't turn off anything because uh, this is this is very very important. It's very important, you know. Okay, and. Um, Let's let's read uh, let's read in Genesis three, verse fourteen, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thou shalt and and, and thou shalt eat, uh, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now. Um, when we look at this, it's very, very interesting in the light of some other scriptures. There are some incredibly awesome scriptures 
that are very revealing that, uh, you know, we need to understand and need to know about. And that a person doesn't know about that, uh, you, re- you really miss out. You, you miss out on a lot of things. Uh, you know, like, uh, let's, let's, just, uh, let's just look at that scripture there where he says to, to the serpent, you know, from now on, you're going to go on your belly. So people say, well, that's why the snakes now, they go on their bellies because that curse was put on these snakes or serpents, and they go on their bellies. Um, don't, don't be too fast about uh, making that the translation. Uh, you know, because first off, we know that this, this, this person here uh, was, was, a, um, uh, a, was, was a man. This was, this was a, a guy hunt. It was a, it was a human being. And, uh, and so there's another interpretation of that, that, that I'll get into here in a little bit. But let's, let's just go here, uh, to the book of Daniel. And, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's just look of, uh, at, uh, at what it says because, uh, I think, uh, that there is some incredible revelation here that we need to know about. So now we go to the book of Revelations. Pardon me, Daniel. Go to the book of Daniel. And, and let's just do a little, little search here. Uh, it's uh, some very, very important, uh, important things. Okay. So um, if we go to the seventh chapter, verse... Um, oh, I beg your pardon. I need to turn to uh, Daniel... 243 first before I read that other one 243 okay and um, this whole example here is about uh, this king Nebuchadnezzar and uh, he has this um, this uh, dream it's a, it's a sort of a dream of dreams and um, and he sees you know this tree being cut down and the stump left, and um, and then he he sees you know all these different dreams that he's had, and uh, and in this dream he also sees uh, these different kingdoms rising up, so so uh, uh, he sees this. Uh, it starts off in this dream in verse thirty one, that he sees this great image, and this great image, uh, whose brightness was excellent, stood before him. And the image, his head was of gold and legs of iron and feet and part of clay and part of different uh, elements. And, and this, is, this image of, of a human is showing a mixture of, all the, of the genome, of all the different parts. And then we get this awesome, scary part here in verse 43. Uh, and, and, and first in ver- verse uh, uh, 41 it says, "For whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes, part of the potter's clay and part of iron, and the kingdom shall be divided, there shall <coughs> be in it of the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with the miry clay, and the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong, partly broken. Whereas thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men." Uh, they shall not cleave one to another, uh, you know, uh, it says, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Um, so, um, and, and, and in uh, another place, it talks about 
mingling themselves with the the seed of beast. Um, uh, just just absolutely uh, incredible when you begin to uh, uh, to to read into all 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 of those uh, uh, almost unbelievable things that it starts uh, saying and 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 talking about. Then we know that um, that uh, we have Nebuchadnezzar, um, and we have this example I first started to give about the tree that is cut down to the to the stump, and this is described in verse uh, in chapter four of Daniel. And I'm going through this sort of fast, you know, because I want to cover as much as possible. And um, and it talks about in verse sixteen that um, his heart will be changed from a man's. And a beast heart will be given unto him. And uh, in 17 it says, you know, this decree is by the watchers. So watchers, you know, are in, involved in this whole thing. And and uh, there are scriptures in here that talk about mingling the seed of the beast. You know, mingling the seed of the beast with men. And uh, this is uh, really, really quite uh, serious and quite... Uh, Deep. Uh, I, I was belonging to a very deep depth of, uh, of understanding. Uh, we see in the uh, the uh, fourth chapter and the the twenty uh, seventh uh, verse that um, uh, Daniel is saying. You know, you, you need to pray and ask God's mercy, and hopefully He'll give you a lengthening of your tranquility. Uh, but anyway, it goes on. And uh, in verse 31, uh, uh, the word comes to King Nebuchadnezzar, and there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, unto thee is spoken, thy kingdom is departed. Now listen to what happens to him in this degeneration. They shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. That same hour, verse 33, was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers and his nail like birds. Now we see this transformation downward to where he is actually you know you know like like going backwards and degenerating and uh it's it's it's, it's just uh you know absolutely incredible let's go over here to uh, chapter 7 uh and we'll look at uh, 7 verse uh 2 now this is a a, a scripture of Belshazzar uh, the king of Babylon, uh, who took the place of Nebuchadnezzar. And um, and in the th- second verse, I saw in my vision night, and behold, four winds of the heavens strove upon the great sea. And there's these four kinds of beast, And w- we could call these uh, the first distinction of the breath of Lucifer and the second, the third, and the fourth, the second, you know, uh, breath of uh, Lucifer and distinction as being these four winds. Uh, and when we when we look at uh, 
at 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 this uh, first beast. Uh, the first beast was like a lion. Now we can we can think about that that first beast uh, in the sense of Satan goes about as a roaring lion. So it uh, it is a description of of Satan of Lucifer Satan. Um, when um, it talks about the eagle wings, we can see that uh, uh, that in in the Bible, where one description talks about the eagle wings, we can also see that in the other example that I read to you of Nebuchadnezzar, that when he went into degeneration, uh, his hair grew out like thick feathers of of eagles. And uh, so that there is a connection to all this genome uh, and generative kind of, uh, uh, of depreciation that is occurring in the human races uh, with this mingling of the seed of beast. And, and uh, that it is, it is a diabolic plan, just like the plans of, uh, of um, Gog and Magog, and uh, it is very, very important to be able to understand then uh, how how this happens in in the way that that it happens, because um, uh, when we uh, when we when we uh, read these things, it is uh, it, it it is it is just quite very amazing. Uh, we we read in. Um, uh, like uh, where it talks about um, the um, the wings are 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 plucked away, and uh, and uh, and it it talks about this this fourth beast, you know, and and its uh, wings. Uh, I beheld verse four uh, until the wings were plucked away, and it was lifted up from the earth. Now listen to this. This is what you got to listen to, and made to stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So now you've got a seeds of the beast mingled with mankind, and evidently some of these uh, creatures of the four rivers, like the, the, the Pison man, uh, and, and there's the Pison, the Hedekel, Hedekel was, those were like giants, and there's the Pison, and, uh, and they, they were called, uh, you know, the, the bird man. And, uh, and they were stooped over, more like, uh, more like apes and so forth. Now, this capability, uh, you know, to fly is taken away from them, and suddenly they they are made to be able to stand on their feet. So you've got one case in Genesis where there is an inference that the ability to stand is being taken away from them. They're forced back into a deeper degeneration, like what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, to his particular generation, degeneration where he went backwards. And this Gihon was put into a, a degeneration where he went backwards uh, to where uh, he could no longer stand as the humans stand. And, and, and that he, he had to crouch like that other kind of animal. And, and he had to, you know, just 
and instead of using as much of his intelligence, he had to really grapple to be able to, you know, to take care of his belly of his hunger. So, so we we have these two scriptures, and this one's very very clear uh, in in this fourth verse, made to stand upon the feet as a man. Made to stand upon the feet as a man, given a heart, a man's heart. Here we see this was the first beast that Lucifer Satan is involved in, and he's taken, he's taken, and he's he's moved up these these more animal type of of creatures that were were called beasts, uh, and he begins to mingle the seed of the beast. And this is all part of the revelation of the iron and the pottery clay and all these things being mixed and mingled and these different kind of creations that were trying to be made. And and and, and uh we got we got creatures that were still not Adamic. They were still not uh, the 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 true human beings, but they were able to walk upright. And the scripture is right here. It's right here in the Bible, and the, and and this was dealt dealt with all the way back into the book of, uh, of Genesis, because obviously there was an upright person that was talking to Eve, and 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 this was the Gihon people that belonged to the West Garden. She belonged to the East Garden, and the West Garden, uh, you know, in, included the the anti-Lebanon Lebanon, uh, mountains, and over onto the other side. Uh, to uh, went on out to Tyrus and Tyre and and on out into the Mediterranean Sea where there was a whole lot of land that went on out and then there was these little islands and uh, and and this this was the original Atlantis it was a very advanced city but these people that were in there were mixed seed but they could walk just like humans walk and, and then we see that same example of how it can be given and it can be taken away. But the fact that it is, that a, a creature is given the ability to walk doesn't make them a person like a true human, like became, that, like that begot the generations when, when Adam became involved. And, and I, I have people, you know, that, that will say, yeah, but you know, when you go back in time, you can see that there was suddenly a change that happened. And, and civilization just like changed all of a sudden. And you know, there's people that want to give that credit to the, the Anunnaki. And, and, and that is so absolutely ridiculous because that credit belongs to the Bible. Because after the, the, uh, the Adam, the Adamic man, uh, came to be, uh, that, that is when, uh, that is when everything began to change. You can even see with Cain, like his, even his offspring, because he was from from. Uh, and now I've had people saying, "Oh, well, he was he was actually the the son of the of the devil." Uh, I don't I don't think that you could possibly really read that into it, just because it says that uh, that you know he was of the evil one. Uh, even uh, Peter was called of the evil one. One time when Jesus turned to him and said, "Get thee behind me, Satan," said that to Peter. So he was of the evil one for a period of time when he was thinking and constructing the, the wrong thing. But you can't say that because it says that, that means that, uh, that Satan, uh, you know, and, and, and Eve had sex. Because 
very, 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 very clearly and very, very um, succinctly. Uh, it is it is said in the Bible in in such a uh, specific way. Uh, chapter four, verse one. And Adam knew Eve and his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. Adam, and whenever you see Adam knew his wife, that means he had a personal uh, intimate relationship with her. And she conceived, uh, contextually connected to Adam having that, that relationship with his wife. And, uh, and she bare seed and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. <coughs> Not a Lord, but the Lord, which was a specific reference and very important. Okay, so we're um, just beginning to hit some of the highlights. And, uh, oh, there's so much good stuff I want to get into. But when you get into the fourth chapter of uh, (coughs) Genesis, and uh, you read about the sons of God marrying the daughters of men, and you got the Nephilim, (coughs) Nephilim in there, the giants, that's totally been misunderstood, mistaught. It's really very, very important that that is understood. Hold on just a minute, i got to get a little water. <coughs> okay. Very important that is understood. The sons of God were the offspring were the offspring of 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 Adam, and of, and of Saith. Adam Saith, offspring. They have souls. These other human beings are animal humans. <coughs> did not have souls. So that is very 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 important. And uh, I'm going to have to just take a second here. Here we go. Let's try it now. Instead of getting a little bit of water down and just start getting too hoarse. So that's the whole story there of the sons of God that <clears throat> begin to intermingle with the daughters of men who were also flesh. Because they could walk upright. They were advanced. And they begin to intermingle. <clears throat> So that story is just absolutely essential to understand, and I want to get more into it and deeper into it, and I have done other teachings on it. And um, it's very, very important for uh, you know it to be understood in, the, in its uh, total total reality of what it is. But there, uh, ah, there is so much more. I, I just. Um, so sorry that I'm, I'm, you know, running out of time. I have people say, well, you know, um, how could Moses have written um, the book of, of um, Genesis and, and told these things about what happened 
when he wasn't even alive. Well, of course he could do it because he was a seer. And a seer is different from just a prophet. A seer is a person who can see the past as well as the present as well as the future. And uh, and that is so very important to understand. A seer can look back and can actually see these historical things that happened uh, prior to him even being on earth. And and once you begin to get into that and understand that, that is that is very very important. Now, in the book of Revelations, um, let's just turn there just real real fast. Revelation seventeen fifteen. There is an interpretation of the waters, and when we talk about the rivers, the waters coming out of um, the Garden of Eden, and these being the genetic rivers. We see in the 17th verse, there's an additional understanding because, you know, you've got 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. And um, it's very, very important to uh, to understand those uh, 30, 60, 100-fold uh, things because unless you do understand them, uh, you, you miss out. Um, you know, and, 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 and we, are, we, are, we are shown in, in the scriptures uh, the revelation of that thirty, sixty, hundredfold, and we're also shown in Proverbs twenty-two, nineteen through twenty-one, when that is MIV uh, translated, properly translated, that the word excellent that they put in the King James actually means threefold, and the threefolds it's talking about is the thirtyfold, sixtyfold, hundredfold. That's Proverbs twenty-two, nineteen through twenty-one. And uh, so, so when we begin to put that all together and we get to get that all into place, and then we go to scriptures like this, uh, Revelation 17, and we get into those different levels of different folds, and uh, and uh, you know, then uh, this is 17:15, Revelation 17:15, and he saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest, where the horse sitteth, are peoples multitudes and nations and tongues. Now, when we take that last interpretation, tongues, you know, because already really when we say peoples and multitudes and nations, just in the description of nations, there can easily be read into it different languages. But when we put in their tongues, you really get into it genetics different genetics, so that we see that in these waters is um, uh, uh, a very deep Bible correspondence of understanding that, that, that interpretation of these waters can also be tongues, meaning different kinds of genetics. So that very well alludes to these other description uh, things that I've read in Daniel of the seeds of the uh, of of the beast and and of of the uh, uh, the complexity of all these different parts making up the image and and how the the beast you know is uh, of the first distinction uh, which is you know the the uh, the uh, the, the evil breath, the dark breath of Satan, uh, being described—that uh, uh, how that that all ties in with all these stories, and and so the, these stories are not missing; they're not missing from the the Word of God. But where where do you where do you want to get your 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 Bible? 
where where do you want to get that from? Uh, you know, do do you want to go uh, to Ezekiel? Let's just say that. Let's look at Ezekiel eight. Do you want to go to to this uh, type of thing that uh, that was going on? Uh, I want to read it. I've read this before, but it's very very um, enlightening and very important. And this is where uh, in the eighth chapter uh, it comes to past. <clears throat> in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah set before me, that the hand of God fell upon me, and 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 I beheld in lo a likeness as the appearance of fire, and the appearance of of his loins uh, even downward, fire from his loins even upward, the appearance of brightness as the color of amber. Amber. He put forth the form of his hand, and he took me by the lock of my hair, and. Uh, then it goes on forward, uh, and in uh, verse 8 of the 8th chapter of Ezekiel, Son of man, dig into the wall, and when I dig into the wall, behold a door. And he said, Go in and behold the wickedness abominations they do here. So I went in and I saw, and behold, every form, every form of creeping things, an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. And there stood before me seventy men of the ancients of the of house of Israel, and in the midst of them stood stood uh, uh, Jezaniah, the son of of Saphan, uh, and every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense. And this, this angel said to him, uh, "Then you know, son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery, uh, uh, <clears throat> for they say the Lord seeth uh, not, and the Lord has forsaken." Uh, what I wanted to show you by this was like these things that some people think are great discoveries, you know, uh, 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 of. Uh, Zachariah Stitchin. Um, this, you know, this is very similar to eight here. You know, like you know, uh, these these were ancient people. They were involved with religion. They were involved with even with uh, Judaic principles, and they were of the seventy ancient, uh, you know, top uh, persons of priority. But they they had gotten in to all these these ancient uh, animalistic kind of images and uh, and to all these different forms of things and abominable creatures and portrayed upon the walls and of course all of those had ha- had a pantheon a pantheon of different kinds of gods and and so you know when you dig up gog and magog you dig up the some of these mythologies you're just digging up uh, about about a story that satan is making up that he would like to have it that way he would like like that to be the history and obviously uh when when uh you know god spoke and said you 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 know Make a hole through this through this wall, and he and he, uh, Ezekiel made a hole. And when he o- made that hole, a door opened. And when he opened that door, he was able to see all of this false imagery. Well, God has given it to me to open this door, and I'm opening this door. And when when I see these things that people are starting to believe, uh, you know, with this this false planet, 
you know, uh, and and um, uh, uh, you know, with uh, with this false premise, uh, planet uh, Nabiru and and the Anunnaki uh, people and and all these different ideas that they've gotten into and how intelligent you know they uh, trying to make uh, the the Sumerians and and uh, it it makes me sick. It makes me sick to, uh, of of the mind uh, 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 to even want to, to think on those things. Uh, I can certainly go into it much more uh, in a deeper sense, much more technical. Uh, but you know, I can't do it in the just in these uh, uh, hour and a half to two hour teachings because, like, I've got right now in front of me notes here that I can't even get into uh, in this message it, it would <laughs> it'd take me another two or three hours to get through these notes of really interesting things that back up a lot of, a lot of what I'm saying uh, but you know uh, I, I, I just am going to have to you know uh, you know put it over to to another time uh, so that we can we can get these stories together, but I think it's horrible when they try to say, "Look, uh, uh, Moses stole the story of uh, Mo- uh, of uh, of Noah and the flood from the uh, Babylonians and changed it a little bit." But that the really the, what they're talking about is Gilgamesh. I don't believe that. I believe if you go back to the to the to the writings of Noah of Enoch and Methuselah, uh, that that precedes these other nations, and and and, and that there were stories uh, that were written that have been lost because right now you can go to the, even into the Bible and and it tells you to read certain books that you can't read because those books are lost. There's like 21 of those that tells you to read that you can't read. And so we know there's all kinds of other books that are that are, have been lost because of the sin of mankind, and they've been taken away. And and so what we've got, we do have, and we need to nourish it. We need to appreciate it. We need to hang on to it. And say, you know, this is what the Bible says. This is Bible. When I when I show these things from the seventh thunder, speak as from the Bible. There's they're, they're scripture for the, for these things. And although some people may not be able to see that, you know, it is there, and I can certainly explain it, and well in the course of time. And and so I I want to encourage you people, uh, in in this message, uh, I want to encourage you to understand, uh, like oh, there's some incredible, uh, you know, things that I would like to share with you. Maybe I will just read. One other thing here uh, from the book, and this is really neat. This is the book of Star Eyes, and and uh, I'll I'll just read a couple fast things from Star Eyes here, just to show you even where the future is going with this mingling of the beast and all these genetic uh, clonings and things that are going to be done uh, with with the the forces of of darkness uh, and how how powerful that uh, those things are are going to be. There's a, in in uh, Star Eyes. Uh, there's this little short uh, thing on the Wizards of Gog, Wizards uh, W I Z A R D S of Gog, medicine crafts, hyperbolic infections, injections rather, mind benders, concentrated focus, super brains in psychedelic pose, uh, psychodynamics uh, briefings to empower somatic forces, human power energized from Dragle, which is 
demonic. Red empires rising from a new, uh, uh, nuclear synthesis, uh, synthesis of the mind. Transformers robed in ba- black. Bioengineers with schematics for Opus 666. And then it gets into this incredible story of the foretelling of the comicra, the cosmocrater, uh, in the thousand generations of seventy. Uh, the end and the beginning shall come many times, for thus speaks the table of the times of cycle and phases. As Christ has come again and again, Christ will always be coming in many times and in many forms, for as long as the universe shall last. Fear not, for Christ is kind to the confused and loving to the lost. Christ, in the form of great individuals, will come many times to battle the hoary evils that will rise. If you will be on Christ's side, say so. And um, then it goes on, in the scary shocks of advances, mind will speed to catch awareness of their awesome times. Nature will balance the scales on one side. Uh, And then down in this other verse, it says, Meanwhile, in the years beyond the 2000, but within the millennia, there shall come forth the Cosmocrator. He will not be born on earth, but will come to earth from the fourth planet. He is the offspring of Athevius. When Athevius sells his own or a soul. Now someone says the fourth planet. There's no humans on the fourth planet. There will be by the time that that uh, the Cosmocrator is born. And, uh, and someone says, well, that kind of stuff's not in the Bible. Well, yes, it is in the Bible. You know, you just don't know your Bible that well, or you wouldn't have said that. You know, if you turn uh, to the book of Ephesians 6.12, and um, and you go to Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 6.12, it is very, very interesting. Uh, when, you, you, when you look into that, uh, that chapter there, uh, where it's talking about the powers and the principalities, one of the words that it it mentions in there, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers. If you look up that word ruler in in uh, Strong's Greek uh, Concordance number two eight eight eight, you you will find that it talks about the uh, cosmocrator. Uh, and, and this Cosmocrater, as it tells it in the story of the Star Rise book, which we hope to get out before very long, is going to be, uh, quite, uh, the incredible, uh, individual, uh, because he will have been bred to rule. His brain will have been groomed by scientists, uh, that will give him a conduct of self-control. Uh, he'll be brave, he'll be strong, his mind will soar like a computerized probe in space, he'll, but he'll be greatly evil, and his sign will be the mark of blur. Uh, he will set himself in a rage of power to remake humankind. In that remarkable blossom time, there will be war in hell, for even the devils will not be able to control him. The power of his might and the fullness of his hate, he will persecute all manifestors. He will offer rewards for every original copy of the Holy Manifest, and unto all who dare to publish it, he will offer death. Then shall seven wise noblemen and, and wise, men, wise persons rise. And, you know, 
This is all in the Bible, the seven noble rise, people, wise people that are going to rise. And then I'm going to read the, more of this next week. It tells about Cosmic Crater and how he was made and how he was, he was laminated. And, uh, and then I'm going to read some other incredible stories out of this book to you as we get into this uh, number uh, 13 of, of the uh, Seven Thunders Speak. Uh, and there's so much more. I got page after page after page of interesting, incredible, exciting things telling about all these things. You know, uh, uh, more information on the Anunnaki. Uh, listen to me, my friends. God is moving by His Spirit, moving in all the earth. His message is from the Word of God. People say these things about what evolution has found is not in the Bible. Well, not everything that evolution says, for sure. Because there's Latolution, which is really the divine story of creation. Ladies and gentlemen, what a day this is. I want to pray for the sick. I would like you to get on the blog. The new blog is out, number six. But I would like you to make a comment. Because I looked at those comments, and, and that tells me that you're really, really into it when you make a comment. You don't have to say some big, long thing. You could just say, I believe this, or this is incredible, or I don't like it, whatever you want to say. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're reaching out here today through the mind of these people. Hypothalamus to the pituitary, pituitary, hypothalamus to thyroid, to the lymphatic gland, to the parasympathetic and sympathetic neurotransmission system, to the cerebellum, and the white core brain tissue in the spinal column. Send messages through the neural network into these bodies right now that are racked with pain. Begin to move into the proper sequential aspect of the right particular part of the hemispheres and into the the proper uh, lymphatic immune system aspect that will heal these people by the release into the hormones of the proper select uh, uh, energy that is needed to these people those that are in pain those that are suffering those that are just in a crisis Reach out to them right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God bless you, dear people. Do get over to the blogs. Do make comments. Very important. God bless you and good night.